This thought for the day is for Monday, January 22nd, 2018, Monday of the third week of Ordinary Time. It's also the day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. Uh, the first reading today is from the second book of Samuel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 7, and, chapter, and verse 10. The scripture challenge for today will be the Gospel of Luke, chapters 5 to 7. Again, Luke 5, 6, and 7. In today's reading from the second book of Samuel, we read how David is anointed the king of Israel. David was 30 years old when he became king, the same age Jesus was when he began his public ministry. As we know, one of Jesus' titles is Son of David, because Jesus is from the line of David, and both were born in Bethlehem. David was a good man, but there was also a major difference between him and Jesus. We know the story of David's infidelity with Bathsheba and the murder of her husband, Uriah. David was a sinner like you and me. Yet God worked through David to lead the Israelites for 40 years. Despite his sinfulness, David tried to do the right thing. That is what, excuse me, that is what God asks of each, each of us. Like David, we are sinners. God calls each one of us into his service, and he asks us to do the best we can, seeking the will of God in every decision that we make, and seeking his mercy when we make poor decisions. As I mentioned, January 22nd is the day when the church prays for the legal protection of unborn children. The following excerpt is from Pope Francis's The Joy of the Gospel about this day. Of course, I cannot say it better than our Pope, so I will let his words speak to your hearts. And I quote, Among the vulnerable for whom the church wishes to care with particular, lo particular love and concern are unborn children, the most defenseless and innocent among us. Nowadays, efforts are made to deny them their human dignity and to do with them whatever one pleases, taking their lives and passing laws preventing anyone from standing in the way of this. Yet this defense of unborn life is closely linked to the defense of each and every other human right. It involves the conviction that a human being is always sacred and inviolable in any situation and at every stage of development. Human beings are ends in themselves and never a means of resolving other problems. Once this conviction disappears, so do solid and lasting foundations for the defense of human rights, which would always be subject to the passing whims of the powers that be. Reason alone is sufficient to recognize the inviolable value of each single human life. But if we also look at the issue from the standpoint of faith, every violation of the personal dignity of the human being cries out in vengeance to God and is an offense against the creator of the individual. End quote. This is from Christi Fidelis Laici, paragraph 37. Uh, and also from Pope Francis, Evangelii Gaudium, 2013. My friends, we're all sinners, and we've made some poor decisions in our lives. We cannot change the past, but we can change the future by making virtuous decisions every moment of our lives from here on out. We each thank God that our parents chose life. If you made the decision to abort a child, God's mercy awaits you. David committed adultery and murder, and God forgave him you are not beyond the reach of God's mercy. If you're contemplating having an abortion, think of the human person that is in your womb. 
Think of the amazing contributions to society this person can make. Think about how your parents chose life. If you don't want to raise the child, think about the countless loving couples who want to have children but cannot physically conceive. Choose life. Choose love. Have a blessed day.